I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. He's feeling it today. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's go, baby! And I am – so, obviously, I sound a little different. I'm on, I'm on my phone because I'm at my six-month – my son's six-month appointment. Baby doctor, doctor appointment <laughs> at the doctor. And I literally tell my wife, I have my son in the car. And we're, I'm meeting her. I left work. Go get my son. And all this stuff happens on the road. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, honey, you're going to have to do this doctor's uh, appointment on your own with our son because I have to record a podcast. This is insane, bro. Just this morning, we were talking about how this will never happen. You know, the, 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 you know, the Knicks don't, they, they don't have to trade him. He's restricted. They can go resign him. I was literally watching uh, Worldwide Wob, Rob Perez. He, had, he did a Periscope feed, and it was just him talking about how, this is so dumb. Why is this even coming out? The Knicks don't have to trade him. The Knicks shouldn't trade him, blah, blah, blah. They have no reason to trade him. And then literally, Stein, boom, drops the hammer. And I'm like, I immediately texted eyes. My fingers just didn't even work. I was like, just like just smashing buttons. And uh, yeah. man, so if you don't know what we're talking about, mom. obviously... Obviously, the Mavericks traded for Kristaps Porzingis, the unicorn. They traded for him. They got him. He's a Maverick. It's the the order of events of everything that happened. Brad Townsend. First off, this is just a pure reactionary pod. Like, this is just uncut us sharing reactions. We're obviously going to break down everything over the next day or so as far as I want to get into his injury and just money and just everything with that and we'll touch on it today but this is just us pure reaction but just the you know brad townsend reported um that donnie nelson had made this trip uh up to new york on this road trip and you know a lot he, he mentioned that a lot of agents are based out of new york and all that stuff now you kind of read between the lines i tweeted out this gif last night of of luca and porzingis uh kind of chatting it up at halftime of the game against the Knicks. And it, it just – something had to happen. You just didn't know it's going to be this big. And as soon as those tweets started to drop, you're like, holy crap, because we were prepared to talk about this. Like, we were going to talk about this tonight. And we yeah. were actually, like, debating through text. We're like, should we, be like, drop a pod earlier? And I was at work, and I just couldn't uh, figure out how to do it with work. And, but then I, and then I'm like, but nothing has been, like, fully reported yet. Like, you know, like – Nothing, yeah. nothing has officially connected Porzingis to the Mavs, and then yeah, and then all crap hit the fan. So it's it's just unreal the magnitude of everything. Because I was prepared to say that Dallas did have a legit shot at doing this because of the injury and because we know New York's desire to have that cap space, and I, that was the key to it all. Here's here's the order of events. Let's just go through it straight up. So. This morning uh, at, let's see, this would be um, 12, just about like noonish um, central time. Woj reported 
with uh, Zach Lowe and Ramona Shelburne. In meeting with management today, Nick's forward Christoph Porzingis expressed his concern with the losing franchise direction and an uncertainty that a culture is developing that will enable sustainable organizational success. Ooh, that's a mouthful. He continued, Porzingis wants to play for a winner in New York, but is searching for clarity on his future role with the team and Nick's direction. Porzingis, out with an ACL injury, can be a restricted free agent this summer. Lakers and Pelicans, oh, blah, blah, blah. Talking about Anthony Davis. We don't care about that. Uh, Then he dropped the story, and then he said, Chris Osporzingis left the Knicks with an impression that he prefers to be traded. League sources tell Ramona Shelburne to me. Knicks are expected to commence discussions on moving him ahead of next Thursday's deadline. That was just at (laughs) 2 o'clock Central Time. Uh, Then he says, the Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Clippers, Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs, and Toronto Raptors are among many teams expected to pursue Kristaps Porzingis in a trade. League sources tell ESPN, and I so wanted to, and I wish I would have tweeted out, I'm glad the Mavericks are included in among many teams because it always seems like it's this outside team that's not one of the first mentioned teams that gets the trade, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, even with the Paul George thing, I mean, it happened with the team out of nowhere, but I mean, a lot of people wanted to try to draw the lines between Dallas and Porzingis before, but yeah, it's, it's wild. And then he, he goes on. Then Mark Stein drops it uh, that the Mavericks and the, the Knicks are finalizing a trade. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. Just in a, ma- I mean, in a matter of hours, this, this meeting happens, and then literally like three, four hours later, he gets traded. It's the Knicks, man. It's, it's literally the Knicks. It's just, this is, this is what the Knicks do. They do crazy things, and, you know, it's all up in the air. And I think it was um, – somebody tweeted out today. They're like, everything leaks, you know, because somebody wants it to be leaked. And I just said, unless it's the Knicks, <laughs> because stuff just comes out, and it's wild. Um, but you knew that they were prepared to make some drastic moves to create this cap yeah. space because the we Knicks had were. been uh, – Yes, that Kevin Durant is their guy in this summer, and now the second spot is there for AKA Kyrie Irving. And, you know, that we just never thought, like, we were, everybody was joking, like, will they attach Frank Melikina? Will they attach Kevin Knox? Will they, you know, any of these guys to, as a sweetener to get off Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee? And not only did they get off both of them, but they. <laughs> Porzingis was their sweetener, and that's the biggest sweetener you can possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, which is unreal. And, and a small glimpse, and we'll, we'll focus mainly on Mavericks, but a small glimpse for the, for, the, uh, for the Knicks right now is, man, like, I am so happy for Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Like, this guy gets to go and ball out, bro, kill it in New York. Jay Cole has already tweeted and said, I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it, it, I, you know, I am. I really am so happy for him, especially on this team that's headed pretty much nowhere this season. And the Knicks now have two two max cap spots with yep. young guys like Frank Nelikina, Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and still will probably get like maybe even Zion. Like this is absolutely like if I'm the Knicks, like I'm upset for sure. But I don't think this is as lopsided as what people are saying. I think this is a pretty pretty good trade all around for everybody and i could be wrong though yeah the full trade is the mavericks get Kristaps porzingis tim hardaway jr courtney lee and trey burke and then and potentially a uh oh yeah that's what the mavericks get and then the knicks get dennis smith jr deandre jordan west matthews who are both um 
expiring contracts, meaning their contract does not continue over next season. They're, they're done. They're unrestricted free agents. There's not even a player option, team option, qualifying, like nothing. They are just off completely off the books. And so that clears all their cap space because Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, both had um, significant, about $30 million combined in guaranteed money next season. The Mavericks... Uh, or the, the Mavericks will also potentially send a future first. It's kind of been batted around here and there. I've seen Woj tweet that, you know, future draft assets could be added. Shams, I think, said a future first. You know, so that's kind of up in the air right now, and that's kind of interesting to me as, as far as that. But that's the whole deal. And the Knicks, this is from Bobby Marks, the Knicks could be staring at $74.6 million in projected cap space for next season. Good enough for two max slots. There you go. I mean, that's that's why the Knicks would do this, right? All the, this whole time we've been talking about, well, why would a team do this? Why would a team, you know, do this trade? You guys send us these trades, and we're like, well, why would that team do it? Why would the Pelicans send Anthony Davis for you know these these things? Why would this happen? The Knicks did this because they can create enough space to lure guys like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, you know, Jimmy Butler, maybe even, and pair them with with their young guys and they just need that that amount of space to get both and it, it almost feels like it almost feels like you have a better shot of getting two than one right <laughs> doesn't it feel kind of that way uh you yeah just, i mean you you're on the the biggest stage and i mean kevin Durant and kyrie irving <laughs> there you go i mean and not, not only that but you have the young pieces and like that yeah i mean i i just don't yeah i think it's a I don't think Knicks fans should be looking at this right now and saying, man, this is – I mean, it's heartbreaking you losing Porzingis, who is an incredible, insane talent. Yeah. Absolutely. I get that. But it, it, I, I would get, get this reaction – hold off on this reaction of your Knicks fan until the summer if you miss on people. <laughs> then if you miss on people, then you can cry yourself to sleep. Seriously. But if, you get, if you get two guys and, – and, and watch out for this. I just tweeted this out a little bit ago. Man, if Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan get bought out, yep. they instantly are at the top of the buyout market in two teams. Um, DeAndre Jordan, Golden State Warrior. Uh, DeAndre Is Jordan, there... Houston Rocket with with Capella out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with Capella, but, I'm, but I'm, yeah, come on. Golden he can State go to the too. Warriors and be the starter. Like, and, and I mean, they were targeting Robin Lopez. Now you get DeAndre Jordan. And Wes Matthews, I mean, can we just go ahead and throw him in, in on Philadelphia starting starting lineup? Seriously, I mean, like two like contenders will die for these guys because they got criticism mainly based off their contract. But if you're getting these guys for like a minimum type deal, if they're bought out, then that's going to be a steal for for contending teams. So it's DeAndre was a short relationship for, for the Mavericks fans and stuff. He was an awesome guy to be around and all that. The West Matthews thing, uh, I want to talk more about that on a later podcast. I want to actually put time into that conversation. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk some, yeah. We'll talk all about that. Uh, and we can't we can't finish this podcast without talking about um, Shams had a tweet earlier, a report that um, sources all-star Chris Porzingis is planning to inform the Dallas Mavericks. His intent is to sign the qualifying offer in restricted free agency this summer. This is what that means. So this is almost the exact same thing as the Nerlens thing. So when the Mavericks had Nerlens and he was going to be, he could potentially be a restricted free agent. The Mavericks, you know, reportedly offered him that four year, $70 million deal. He turned it down because it wasn't as big as he wanted it to be. And then he signed his qualifying offer. Porzingis, according to this, could do the same thing. His qualifying offer this summer is 7.5 million. And so he could, you know, if the Mavericks do get this chance to basically like get a, a year to look at him, 
uh, to figure out what's going on with the, the ACL because he's he's coming off an ACL. He's you know still not playing. Uh, no word if he can play this year. I mean, he might be able to play towards the end of the season. So we, there's a chance we could see Borzingis in a Mavericks jersey at the end of this season, uh, in, you know, in spurts. But then he could sign this qualifying offer this summer and then become an unrestricted free agent after next season. So just be straight up unrestricted. The Mavericks would still, I, be, I believe they would have his bird rights still. Um, so they could they could sign him to a, a you know bigger deal than anyone else. Um, but the Mavericks would still also offer him this max deal this summer. And, you know, it's be hard pressed for me to, you know, for a guy with ACL problems to turn down a deal like that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple ways to look at that. Uh, you know, I think immediately fans are like, Oh my gosh, that is, you've got to be kidding me. Like what, why are we making this deal? If he's going to sign? Listen, right. If you don't, if you don't think Donnie Nelson knows that, or at least has some type of plan, then come on. So, like, two two things that the Mavericks are not going into this blindfolded about. One, his injury. I trust Casey Smith, okay? It, trust me, like, the Mavericks are not swinging for this deal completely blindfolded. Of, you know what, we'll just wing it and let's just see. You know they did their due research and their homework on that and, and all of that stuff. Two is the contract situation. There's a world that in which you look at it and say, hey, if this is a wink-wink with Porzingis and saying, hey, you know, we'll give you the money if you hold off just a little bit. I know you're, take, you're, you're taking on money with Hardaway and Courtney Lee, but him taking the qualifying offer, um, it, you know, might affect some cap space and, and money too. But, yeah, I mean, if it's a preference, if you're asking me, hey, what, what do you think, what do you wish they would do within the summer, I wish they'd just go ahead and max him out and be done with it. But – I wouldn't. I'm not worried about it. If 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 that's the best way I can say, it. I'm not worried about that at all. Because if he signs the qualifying offer, he's at least a Maverick next season too, right? Like we had the second yeah. year. Like the Mavericks had the second year of Nerlens, and then that's when it kind of all got ruined. <laughs> you know where he where the hot dog thing happened, and he's you know not playing and he's being held out even though he's not super hurt or whatever. You know, wasn't it a thumb injury or something crazy that like really didn't need to be held out for and because he doesn't really use his thumbs when he plays anyway. But um, this is this is just a different thing uh, with, with Porzingis, because he's he's going to be offered this massive deal by the Mavericks probably. And like Isaac said, the Mavericks, they should know all this stuff. We've been talking about how how front offices deal with situations like this, and how does a deal get come together this fast? How does you know a meeting with the Knicks and Porzingis happen, and then four hours later he's traded? How does this happen? <laughs> front offices are always talking. Always going back and forth, always talking between different different organizations, different front offices. They're just talking about random stuff. They'll throw out guys like, hey, what do you think about this guy on our team? What do you think about this guy on another team? You know, and all this stuff, just throwing guys out here and there. And in individual in each individual front office, they're throwing together all these possibilities and scenarios. So, like when the Anthony Davis Lakers trade talks are happening, and I think it was Bill Orem of of the uh uh the Orange Register Orange County Register tweets out that the that the Lakers sent the Pelicans five different scenarios. Well, the, the Lakers probably have like 11 scenario, 10 or 11 scenarios of their, you know, of, of trades that they could send to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. They just, they gave them five of them. The Mavericks are doing the exact same thing. They have all these different trades and they, they see that, you know, Porzingis likes Dirk a lot. He sees, sees that he was frustrated a couple years ago with the Phil Jackson thing about, you know, him potentially being shopped and being traded. 
He was frustrated with that. Phil Jackson's gone. It's a new regime. And so they're like, well, maybe this is something we can take advantage. They see that the Knicks are trying to get this cap space and trying to go over these free agents this summer and trying to do all this stuff. And the Mavericks are probably sitting in their offices trying to throw together different scenarios, different trades. They're putting all these packages together. They're probably sitting on the trade machine, you know, like trying, trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. And they have all these scenarios. So when a meeting like this happens, and then all of a sudden the Knicks are on the phone with the guys, they're like, hey, that deal that you mentioned earlier, can we, you know, can we revisit that or something like that? Something like that happens. And they have some of these in place already for a deal to come together like that. Um, it's wild. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. It This is, this is insane. And uh, I can't wait to see Luca and Christoph Brzingis on the court together. I mean, seriously, like the two best European players in the NBA right now, right? I mean, can we just, can we just say team world? Can we just call it like Dallas world? I mean, seriously, that's what we're, I mean, uh, with Dirk, Luca, I mean, even count JJ Barea coming back next year, next year, Dwight Powell from Canada. (laughs) I mean, who else? Salah, the only Tunisian player, Maxi from Germany, Ryan Brokaw from Australia. (laughs) Yeah, man. Hey, we got Kosas and Ding. Where is Ding? Bring up Ding. Bring back Ding. Bring it back. Uh, man, it's just there's so many ripple effects on this on this whole thing. But we could spend, and like we said, we're going to talk about this for the next few days. But just the potential of a Luca and Porzingis pairing is special. The pick and when and you pops, have man. This, the pick and pops, the pick and pop, <laughs> the just like Porzingis's game. I mean, before he went down. Um, Oh, Woj just tweeted out something. But Woj just tweeted, Chris Alps Porzingis, who can become a, free, a restricted free agent this summer, has yet to make a decision on his future with Dallas, league sources tell ESPN. He expects to start the process of getting to know the organization soon. Porzingis will continue to rehab his ACL injury. So this this kind of debunks, potentially, that Shams report that he's going to take the qualifying offer this summer. So that now it's gray. Now it's not like a legit thing. Uh, the Shams-Woj Shams battle is uh, incredible. Uh, <clears throat> But not like the Porzingis thing, he's 23 years old. Yeah. He's 23. And that's why, like, it's not like he's 29 coming off the ACL thing. He's 23 years old. And the ability to pair a, a guy like him, I mean, before he went down with his injury last year, he was averaging 22 points, two and a half blocks a game, um, you know, six boards. He was shooting 39% from three. What, I mean, these are the pairings that you can dream about. These are the superstar type of duos that you literally write stories about and you hang banners about in the future. Like these are like, this is what you, you dream for. This is what you shoot for is pairing two guys like this. And I mean, there is the health stuff that I want us to get, uh, you know, we'll talk about on a future pod, just this whole health history and stuff. But it, when you have an opportunity to pair two potential superstar guys under 24 years old or 23 and under, and you have the potential to do that, you absolutely do it. And Donnie Nelson, man, he did it again. Like, you can't just – Donnie, just take your victory lap, bro, because your move to trade up for Luca. I mean, I know people like to do this, and a lot of times I get mad at it, but we're going to do it for the fun of it now. What did they have to trade to get Luca and Porzingis? They traded the 2019 first, a future first, and then Wes, DeAndre, and Dennis, right? Yeah. If you're combining both of the deals and you get Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, 
And then, you know, Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee, which we'll talk about in just a second. But, I mean, Donnie how about, Nelson. How just, about the idea of, uh, remember this summer we were talking about, you know, DeAndre Jordan and, oh, we wish it was kind of maybe a longer deal but less money. Um, that turned out to be terrible. Like this, this, you know, bigger deal that was an expiring contract did turn out to be, uh, you know, a valued asset, which we, during the summer, we were kind of, you know, wary about we're like, ah, I don't know maybe about that, but it turned out to be, you know, a great, a great deal. Just the foresight to do something like that too. And we talked about it then we talked about the, the benefit of that one year deal is that it is in a massive expiring contract without the expiring yeah. contract of DeAndre and West. This doesn't happen, and that is right. the move that the that this front office had in mind this whole time. Of you have these massive expiring, why you don't <laughs> switch out Wes Matthews or DeAndre for you know what? You hold on to those pieces for when a massive deal like this happens, and a team is willing to unload a potential superstar, but you have to take back big time contracts for it. This is where it comes into play and it benefits. And and I mean, let's talk about right now. Like who's playing tonight in Detroit? Oh my gosh. Holy cow. (laughs) Cause I mean, not only are Wes and the Wes, DeAndre and Dennis are all going to be out. Luca's doubtful with the ankle injury. So, I mean, we've been talking, everybody's been joking about a change to the starting five. Well, here you go. You're only going to have one starter. Okay. So uh, did did Macon and and Costas and Spalding go on the trip? How many of those guys went on the trip? Cause we might, we might get to see them for the first time this year. I'm, I'm pretty round. sure uh, – I know Spalding and Macon uh, went on the trip. I don't think uh, Costas did. But, I mean, even – even <clears throat> let's just say when, when the trade gets fully complete. You know, Porzingis, it says on – we're going to dive more into the injury stuff, but on, on basketball reference, I pulled up on my phone sitting here in my car. Uh, it said he'll be reevaluated in mid-February. That was the plan before, or the report before. So, let's just assume Porzingis is out. Who are the starters, you know, come – you know the Cavs game over the weekend on Saturday night. Luca, Harrison Barnes, Tim Hardaway Jr. Then who? Man, you go uh, Maxi. We are we getting the are we getting Maxi starting finally? Oh please, Brunson at the one. I mean, they might put Brunson in there. <clears throat> well, I mean, what? Like, there's so many ripple effects that we're going to talk about. But what the Jalen Brunson path now? I mean, now that Dennis is gone, I mean, yeah. this opens the door. And, and JJ's Brunson. hurt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this, you're going to get a lot of Jalen Brunson. You know, Maxi is he sliding a starting role. <clears throat> Courtney Lee, I've always been a big fan of, mainly because he went to Western Kentucky, which is like in Bowling Green, Kentucky, like right down the road from me. I love Courtney Lee. I love him back from the Magic days. And um, I, people are like, I've got a few texts and that have said I don't like giving up the cap space because if you add up Tim Hardaway's money and Courtney Lee's money for next year, it's good. It's right at thirty million because because Lee's at twelve, you know Hardaway's at, at eighteen basically. So you're giving up thirty million in cap space. You're pretty much taking yourself out of a big player in free agency. But assuming Harrison and, and Dwight Powell um, pick up their options, which we talked about that. But I mean that. Everything has changed now. Every single yeah. thing has the, changed. I mean, and, in what? In six months, seven months, everything has literally changed. From from the Luca trade to now this Porzingis trade, literally everything has changed. It was just, what was it, seven months ago 
Donnie Nelson was talking about he wanted to create another Nash, Finley, and Dirk combination. That trio. He wanted to create that trio again. And we laughed in his face. We looked at him and said, are you kidding me? You're talking about Dennis being, you know, the next Steve Nash. You're talking about Harrison Barnes being the next Michael Finley. That's even laughable. And here we are with, with Luca and Porzingis. And I guess throwing Harrison Barnes is the, is the third one. Maybe, maybe a, the Finley will come out uh, in this new role that he's going to have to play with Porzingis. It's wild, man. It's so crazy. It's yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, you can't with dirt. This is if you had to write a a book on how do you turn the next chapter when your superstar best player in franchise history hangs it up. This is Donnie should have a, a portion of that chapter because our hearts are going to break when Dirk hangs them up in these last soaking in these last you know few months and everything with that but man Dirk has always said he he never wanted to leave the franchise on like a bad note he he didn't want to leave them when they're while they're down and now he gets to walk away hope you know looking at Porzingis who he's talked about before looking at Luca and the franchise still the buzz and the excitement around the franchise won't die down when Dirk leaves now and it, it's not it's not a, a you shouldn't have a guilty feeling about that because that's what Dirk wanted. That's what he's wanted all along. And he's going to be happy about it. So let's us be happy. Like it's it's a it's it's unreal. Hats off to Donnie Nelson. I we can't you can't praise him enough for that. It's amazing. It's amazing. What do you think about the other guys? What do you think about Hardaway Jr. as players? Courtney Lee, Trey Burke even was was thrown into the deal. I, I think the Mavericks got three rotation players in those guys. I mean, I'm definitely the least uh, excited about Trey Burke. I don't know how to feel about him, but uh, he's been playing decently well with New York. I, don't, I mean, he's decent okay. as like a third – he's going to be your third point guard. I mean, that's fine. I'll say this. I, I, who says the Mavericks are done before the deadline? So, hey. let's just, yeah, let's just leave that at that, and um, let's let's see how the, in this next, you know, week plays out. We're a week away from the deadline, but – yeah, I mean, I've always – I mean, I feel like we've talked about that New York trade when we've joked about the West for Tim Hardaway and stuff uh, type of deal. But Gosh, they could have settled for that garbage. <laughs> I, I, I don't – I think Tim Hardaway would be fine alongside Luca. I think he'll be better than what some people think he will. In fact, I think – I'll predict – I think we're going to get the best version of Tim Hardaway's career alongside Luca. Now, will it be nineteen million dollars? Nineteen million dollars worth? I, I don't. I'm not saying that, but I think we could get the best version of Tim Hardaway alongside Luca. Yeah, putting him in that that secondary role, second, you know, the off the ball kind of catch and shoot. I mean, he was a forty percent three point shooter. I'm not. I'm not sure what he's shooting now, but it's probably gonna be less than that. Um, he could also be that that answer to scoring off the bench. He could be that you know off the bench scoring punch the Mavericks needed. That, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, that's an awesome point. If if you even look at it this year and say, uh, you know, put Dorian in that starting lineup. It, yeah. Put Dorian in the starting lineup. Put, you know, somebody's trying to call me. I've had so many calls and phones, like, in text right now. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, you could swap the two and go defense. Put Tim Hardaway off the bench as your, as your Jamal, Jamal Crawford type. And, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, it could it could be. What do we think about um, the future now of of Dirk? 
Does he come back for one more year? Does he maybe, you know, not play as much next year, but at least be around the team, especially if Porzingis takes that qualifying offer just to, just to be there. Porzingis is, you know, always loved Dirk is, you know, his idol. They had that, that, um, interview together. And in, in, when they went to Africa, when they did play team Africa, wasn't that, it wasn't this summer, but it was last summer, I believe. And, uh, man, what do we think about the future of Dirk now? I don't think it changes much. I think, um, I think I think Dirk, I think Dirk will still hang it up, but I don't think he leaves the, he leaves the team. You know, I think he I think Dirk will be similar to that Tim Duncan role. Uh, Tim Duncan is still around the team. You see him in pictures sometimes. He's at practice stuff like that. I fully expect Dirk to uh, he'll probably hang it up at the end of the season. I don't think anything's changing that, but I think he'll definitely be around the team and definitely if Porzingis is around and all that like that. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Anything else you want to bring up on the reaction pod? I mean, yeah, we have so much stuff we want to get to and really dive in and talk about. But <clears throat> what this, you know, what does this look like over the next week? What what could Dallas look to do? Um, now, you know, cap space is really not a big or free agency this summer, which we've talked about before and free agents and how Dallas, you know, who are they going to go after? You know, that's been the biggest question because if we're not going to get a Clay Thompson or a Durant or something like that, are you really wanting to spend money on Willie Cauley Stein? Like that, the, that was, it kind of eliminates really that whole conversation. And now this is your big move and you make this massive trade and you have, you have the potential. And, and when you really look at the grand scheme of things, however, I love Dennis, but when you look at his, like, value and how how everybody right now and even teams across the league, like, what could you get for Dennis and stuff? Even if you look at the expiring contract and say, let's just say you throw the expiring contract out and you say, man, you traded you traded Dennis and a, a first-round pick, which we don't know the exact details on that. In part of why we kind of waited a little bit to do a pod, because if we did a pod as soon as the news came out, we wouldn't know any of these details. Um, so, but – it's when you have a chance to go get somebody like Chris Porzingis, you go get him and you figure the rest out later. And like I said before, I trust Casey Smith when it comes to his injury and I trust Donnie Nelson. You should trust Donnie Nelson when it comes to this whole contract thing. And like, yeah, they're, they're not going to make this move. They're not going to, you know, move their chips around and all and take on 30 million in cap. And Tim Hardaway has a player option for not this summer, but next summer too. So he'll probably be here for a year or so. Um, yeah, it, I'm not worried about that. This this is a day that we will remember in franchise uh, history for a very, very long time. Definitely. Um, good luck to Dennis Smith Jr. in New York. I hope he balls out. It'll be weird seeing him in the dunk contest in a Knicks jersey. And and uh, we're going to root for him. Like, he's my pick. Like, I am so excited for him. We yeah. all since day one, even when Luca came along, even when the stuff started coming out and his camp wanted and hey, his camp must be thrilled right now. I mean, he gets to play in the Big Apple and they're probably gonna turn I mean, if Moody is out, <clears throat> I mean, putting him alongside Nelly like talking about a young some young guys fun to watch is if you're gonna watch an elite pass team. Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nellikina, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, watching those guys, I mean, it might not result in wins and they're not Lonzo gonna Trier. Win right now. Alonzo Trier, yeah. Like, those are going to be super fun guys to watch 
uh, over the second part of the season. And my like dog I freaking out about Porzingis. Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it's I think it's a win for both sides. I think Dallas obviously wins it a little bit more, but Nick. If you get the best player of the deal, out. you win. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and until until free agency happens, I don't think Nick fans can really judge it. But I am thrilled for Dennis Smith Jr. and I hope he kills it in New York. <laughs> so we talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, this tweet is hilarious. <laughs> oh no, it's from Dirk Dirk the Caster from the Two K League. He's a Dallas Mavericks fan, and he said, "Man, we got old Dirk, young Dirk." Fun size, Dirk. The new big three. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's I hilarious. We could have a whole segment on tweets that we've got. I literally, my Twitter was like broke for a little bit because I couldn't even like load notifications. <laughs> People like freaking out about it. <clears throat> I seen Miles Turner just tweeted and said the unicorn emoji to the Metroplex. Oh, look at it. that. That's wild. Wow. Um, there's yeah man there's so much stuff that's happening right now it's it's a it's a fun time to be a Mavericks fan and the, yeah this is this is gonna be wild and so yeah tonight in Detroit's gonna be super weird uh hopefully what does this mean okay last thing for this pod what does this mean for the playoff push because now you're uh, looking it's at on, towards... it's on hold the what it's on hold I mean you gave you gave away uh, I, three I starters. The, I thought you meant the phone. I thought you meant the phone call. I'm like, what? Why is it on hold? <laughs> no, no, the playoff push is on hold. You you gave up three starters for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but are we sure they're not better with Dorian and Maxian starting? Wow, wow. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But we have advocated for those two guys, and now they're going to get their shot. So now you're going to – you're basically – would you – okay, if you're coaching the team, who do you start? Because I would put Maxie and Dorian in there with Luca and Barnes, and then you basically swap out Dennis for Tim Hardaway Jr. and run Luca at the point. Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And we've been advocating for Maxie and, and Dorian to get more minutes, so they're definitely going to miss DeAndre Jordan's rebounding. That is going to be huge for them they're going to have to try to make that up somehow. And that, that I wouldn't be surprised if even they start Dwight as center instead of, instead of Maxie. But like I said, we don't know if they're done yet for this next week. So they play Detroit tonight. The Cavs game on Saturday is going to be huge uh, because that's when you're going to see Tim Hardaway and these guys. And, I, and Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee for the most part for the first time. But it's, it's wild, bro. It's insane. And uh, this is from, oh, where is it? Ian Begley. The discussions between Dallas and the Knicks on Kristaps Porzingis trade began a few days ago per sources. The Knicks clearly were aware of the uncertainty surrounding Porzingis. So like we said earlier, this ha- this started a couple days ago. They they had already been talking about it. They discussed it a couple days ago, and then it just came about. They had the meeting, and they were like, hey, we're going to trade you, and then they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you knew New York was probably looking around saying, what's it going to take? to get these if they're feel pretty good about Kevin Durant and another person, you know, that they had to do whatever. So they probably had these preliminary talks and did this 
Porzingis talk escalate everything. And that, you know, the meeting between them of like, hey, if they're on the fence about it, and then Porzingis came into the meeting and expressed all that stuff, and that was the cherry on top of like, hey, we're, we're kind of, all right, we got to move on. And if we're going to move on, we're going to get, we're going to get a pick and shed all of our contracts for that. And man, that's what they did. And not only that, but they got a young top 10 pick in Dennis Smith Jr. that I think some people, I really think some people are overlooking that part of the trade. Did the Knicks give up Chris Alpsworth-Zingas for a guy they should have drafted to begin with? <laughs> um, I mean, I, that joke is is there for the, for the making, <laughs> but it, but it's not like they swapped out Frank Nelikina for him. You're basically having the ninth and tenth pick in that draft. You know, like it'd be different if you it'd be different if you swapped if you paid a price an added price on top of Nelikina to swap him for Dennis Smith Jr. Then that joke I think would be more relevant. But you're pairing him with your draft pick, so you still like Frank. Obviously, they still like Frank. So yeah. Luca and Chris Alsperzingis together, man, it's wild. It's crazy. I'm I'm very I'm very excited for this. I'm excited. Uh, I'm gonna just hole up in my office here and make a, a video about this. And uh, Isaac, what are you gonna do today? Uh, well, currently I'm in the, the uh, hospital parking lot as my wife and son are in the doctor's office. I don't know what this puts me on the status with my wife right now because she's gonna be highly upset that I just handed <laughs> off my baby. I literally just handed off my baby like a football and said, here you go, take it to the doctor. I'm going to be recording a podcast. But uh, <laughs> she, she's pretty good. She understands. The, I told her, I was like, Barb, Dallas just made the biggest trade that they've made in like, like besides the Luca thing. She's like, who did they get? I was like, the Porzingis guy. The tall white guy in New York? Yes, him. Yes. They got him, and we traded all these people. And she's like, this is insane. So, And it was super funny because I was talking to my mom I was driving on the road when everything happened. Nick started blowing up my phone. And I said, I just sat there. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. My mom freaked out. What happened? What happened? Oh my God. Like, she thought, I, she thought something happened to me in the car because I'm driving her grandson too. And she, so she's like pissed at me right now. She like, she was so mad because I scared her. And, and this stuff, like, it rocks your world. Like, it, it's so, it's just, it's just crazy. This is awesome. <laughs> From Chris Vernon, elaborate way for the Mavs to get back at DeAndre Jordan for spurning them a few years ago. Diabolical, in fact. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. But, <laughs> but hey, him and Wes Matthews are going to get their pick of the litter for any – they're, they're going to be the buyout guys. I mean, the, any higher-profile guys that are going to be in the buyout market this summer or this uh, this spring, I can't imagine. Probably not. I mean, yeah. I mean, probably not. I mean – I, we saw Tim McMahon tweet a little bit ago that Wesley Matthews, Houston, would have interest in him. Um, that would be – I mean, he's going to be a heck of a pickup for any team. Like, literally any team in the playoffs, Milwaukee, Philly, I mean, any of those guys outside of probably like Boston, like the freaking Lakers. Like, yeah. any of these guys – can you imagine the Lakers swing to the Anthony Davis thing and then sign Wesley Matthews for the minimum? Or Wesley Seriously. Matthews and DeAndre, and DeAndre Jordan for the minimum. Gosh. Like, you know, put AD at the four. Like, I mean, that's uh, – like, they're going to have to just wait it out. They're going to wait it out. But, um, yeah, it, they're going to be a heck of a pickup for people if they get bought out, which you assume they will. 
Wow. It's crazy. All right, guys, we will continue to bring you stuff every single day. I think we're still going to continue to do a pod every day until the trade deadline. So uh, we're going oh, yeah. to continue to do that because we still think the Mavericks have another move in them. But you know where to come. You know the Locked on Mavericks podcast. We've been here every single day. We've been here five days a week consistently through the Josh McRoberts years, through the Yogi Ferrell years, through the years when the Mavericks just didn't have anything going for them. And then now they have Luca and Porzingis, the two most exciting young players like combination is there an, another combination of more exciting young players in this two than these two gosh i mean i want to say yes just off the top of my head um yeah i mean for sure i mean cuz i mean you look at like an nb ben simmons type guys i mean, I mean just what, but even even what was that tweet the other day that we were making fun of for the hawks they were like oh the the most points per game scored by a, a pair that was 21 and under <laughs> Oh, yeah, we it's can, like John Collins and – Yeah, John Trey Collins Young. and Trey Young, and then the next one was Luca and Dennis. If we extend that to 23 and under, I think the uh, the Luca-Porzingis combination beats anybody else, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I forgot how old uh, – when I mean, you know, Jokic goes with Jamal Murray. Yeah, uh, Towns yeah, and I mean, Wiggins, I, would, I guess. Get out of here. Um, I mean, just no, Towns, is, Towns is definitely carrying that pair, but – Yeah, but no, I mean – I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm not thinking about somebody, but I would put Luca and Porzingis at the top as far as Booker, duos Booker and Aiton. Um, no, not yet. No. Man, all right, guys, we're here, we're out here. Luca and Porzingis, it's a real thing. Can't believe it happened. Unbelievable. Chris Paul Porzingis is a freaking Dallas Maverick. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom!